0: Welcome to the Ivy Church Podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. As Emma said, my name is Ollie. If you don't know me, uh, I co lead. Uh, Ivy Academy with um, Tim Burr who I don't know where he is has he left the building He's he's gone um, uh, he's heard too much of me already I think um, so yeah I've been doing that for about three years now and um, it's a, a privilege to be here to speak to you guys tonight so We've been going through this series uh, on prophecy for a little while now um, and we've been able to learn lots, we, we've been able to practice prophecy a lot uh, and hopefully be able to to take some of that out um, to, to our context, wherever we are, into our workplaces, into our families and not just keep it here. Um, but we, we want to be more prophetic in our everyday lives. Uh, and today we're not actually going to be talk. I'm not going to be talking about giving prophetic words. Um, we're going to be talking about the other side of prophecy, which is responding to prophetic words. And today it's going to be very uh, practical teaching on this. So um, we're going through this book or this, uh, uh, it's like a workbook by a guy called Mark Isles who runs the School of Prophecy. And he came to Ivy a few years back and he gave some uh, very significant um, prophetic words to us, which have really helped us to, to um, move forward as a church. So he's got the School of Prophecy down south and he's written this book. And this is what um, we're basing this series on. So very practical teaching. It's a bit more like a seminar um, than, your, than your normal preach. And the image I had for today was, uh, it was from American football actually, so in an offensive play in American football uh, the, the football starts in the center and the center is a, it's a position um, and uh, so the, the images, the, the actual football is the prophetic word and it starts in the center. Um, and that's the guy who has it between his legs like that and um, a helpful, uh, it's helpful that the centre I'm going to call God um, in for this word uh, and when the play starts he throws it between his legs like he's laying an egg uh, and the quarterback catches it and the quarterback for in, the, in this image is the uh, person who's giving the prophetic word uh, and once the play started the quarterback is looking for the wide receivers run um, to be able to throw it to them they'll catch it and hopefully run for a touchdown so um, as people who are receiving prophetic words we're like the wide receivers who catch the ball And then uh, when that happens, the play is not over. Uh, The play still continues. Um, So they've caught the ball and then they're trying to run to get a touchdown. Um, So this talk and what we're looking at today is when we've caught the ball, when we've received the prophetic word, what do we actually do with it? Where do we go with it? And I've not been uh, a Christian for that long. Uh, But in my time, I have heard uh, quite a lot of teaching on um, giving prophetic words, how we hear from God and then give prophetic words. Um, But I've not really heard too much around what we do with them when we receive them. so going through this stuff has actually been really helpful for me it's been uh, quite a challenge at times um, in, in uh, reflecting on my own life how I've stewarded and responded to prophetic words in the past uh, and there's a guy called Banning Liebscher it's a great name uh, and he leads a church called Jesus Culture over in California uh, and At the Jesus Culture Conference, uh, he said in one of his talks, we don't necessarily need more prophetic words. We don't necessarily need more words from God. We need to know what to do with the words that we already have. And I've been given a lot of prophetic words in my life and looking back on it, um, some of them I have forgotten, some of them I've been given and I've really felt like, actually that is a word from God and they've kind of drifted into the back and I haven't really done anything with them, prayed through them, uh, taken action on them. So, but if they are actually words from God, if God has actually spoken to us in that moment, how important is it that we steward that word well and respond to it well? Jesus says to his disciples in John 15 that we bear fruit when we remain in him and he remains in us and his word remains in us. We have to let the words that God speak to us remain in us in order that we will bear fruit, in order that those words will bear fruit. To see prophetic words that have actually been, that have been given to us actually happen, we need to respond well. So today we're gonna be going through the six P's of responding to a prophetic word. So that's proof, participation, prayer. No, proof, prayer, participation, uh, perspective, patience, perseverance. some of these you'll probably do naturally uh, without even thinking about it too much. When you receive a prophetic word, um, you, you'll likely pray into it. You'll likely discern whether it fits with now. Um, you'll, you'll be discerning whether it is uh, a word from God, whether it lines up with the Bible. All these sorts of things that you might just do uh, naturally and instinctively when someone is giving you a prophetic word. And these things aren't necessarily a rule book. They're they're, uh, they're not a step-by-step rule book to go through when you receive a prophetic word. It's a guideline when it is helpful. One of them is kind of, uh, it basically is a a rule that we find in the Bible, which is the first one, which is test all prophecy. Um, But generally, this is meant to be a helpful guideline, which can help us uh, when we receive a prophetic word, steward it so that we will see its fulfillment. So let's start with the first P, which is proof. Uh, I'm really not a fan of this word, actually, um, but it begins with P, so it works. um, Because it's actually very difficult to prove that a word is from God. And I might even say that it's impossible to prove that something is from God. There's always an element of uh, uncertainty. There's always an element of faith that comes in believing and trusting that a word is from God but it starts with P, Um, so there you go. I think the better word for this is test. Uh, When you receive a prophetic word, before you trust it, before you put your faith in it, the first thing you should do is test it, and this is a must. When Paul writes his first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter 5, verses 20 to 22, he says, Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject whatever is harmful. Not every prophetic, w- prophetic word we receive from someone um, is a word from God. And that's, I think that's just part and parcel, it's the nature of hearing God's voice. It's sometimes that we mishear, sometimes that we get part of it right, we get some of it wrong. And I think all this is okay and it's, it's part of the nature of us growing in prophecy. Um, and it's great that we're giving it a go, but it does mean that we do have to test and we do have to weigh and test the prophetic to see whether it is actually something that is from God or something that came from somewhere else. Anthony's done some teaching on this already. So we're not gonna go hugely into depth in this, um, but all the podcasts are on SoundCloud or I think iTunes. Are we still doing iTunes? They're on SoundCloud anyway. Download the app or go online uh, and the, the um, stuff And YouTube, hello, YouTube, great. Um, Listen back to the ones on on testing. Um, Just wanna highlight three ways of, of testing prophecy. First one is, does it line up with scripture? Does a prophetic word given align with biblical principles and passages? So there may not be a direct verse to confirm whether the word is true or not, but there are biblical principles that a word can align with. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says prophecy should be strengthening, edifying and encouraging and that is a good basis to go on. Is the prophetic word strengthening? Is it edifying? Is it encouraging? Number two prophetic test, does the word sit well with our inner witness which is the Holy Spirit? Jesus said to his disciples in John 16 that the Holy Spirit... Or uh, the spirit of truth, as he called him here, will guide you, will guide us into all the truth. The Holy Spirit in us helps us to discern whether a prophetic word is correct whether it is accurate Um, does it sit well with you does it build you up is there a a peace that comes when someone is speaking this word over you this isn't about whether it makes us feel good in the moment or not whether it's a a quick fix to something but about what's going to build us up what's going to strengthen us um, what is going to edify us and edify the church as well number three testing a prophetic word, share the word with someone that you trust, um, accountability is really helpful especially if it's a word that's, uh, it could be a life-changing word, if it's a word about uh, moving country or moving house or changing job or whatever it is, really helpful to have people that you trust and love who can speak into your life, who you can discern this with, um, that's very helpful. Test all prophecies, hold on to what is good, reject what is evil. Once we've tested the word, if it's true and if it's good, we can continue our response to it, which is our next P, which is prayer. So the main purpose of prayer, apart from as you're testing the prophecy uh, and discerning with the Holy Spirit, whether it's from God is that prayer brings us into a deliberate uh, conscious and active dialogue with God about the word given to us going back to John sixteen thirteen, 13 um, Jesus says to his disciples the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth will reveal uh, will guide you into all the truth and he will tell you what is yet to come As we pray into the prophetic word, the Holy Spirit can bring us more clarity around what the word is and more understanding and meaning of the prophetic word and also help us to to picture and see the journey that we go on to get there. Prayer keeps prophecy in our minds. And as we actively bring it to God to discern, he can bring clarity to it and also help us to see how we can participate in seeing that word fulfilled. And this is why I'd love to encourage you to write down the words that you've been given, or have some sort of consistent way of recording them. A few years ago, uh, one of my friends told me that I should get a prophetic journal, which is here. And Basically, uh, all the things that people have spoken, uh, prophesied over me or things I felt God saying to myself go in here eventually and it's firstly it's really helpful to um, look back on this and see um, and kind of track what God says to you in particular seasons and how God speaks to you over your lifetime um, but also it really helps as you I pray through it and as I look over them um, and it just keeps them alive, it keeps them active, it keeps them all in one place so I can go to them, I can look back, I can continue to pray into them, um, I can ask God to, to reveal more of it to me, to reveal more of what it means um, and what I need to do to, to see it fulfilled. So I encourage you to keep a prophetic journal and write or some sort of way of recording your prophecies. So prayer helps us to actively pursue uh, and clarify the prophetic word. And it can be helpful, yeah, and it can be helpful to bring more clarity. Um, Third P, participation. Our action, some sort of action or participation is crucial to seeing a prophetic word fulfilled. And it's not good theology to think that because God said it, it's going to happen no matter what we do. Because God always works in partnership with people. He's done that since the beginning of time. He's worked in partnership, um, co-laboured with people. And he gives us a lot of agency in seeing prophetic words fulfilled. Participational action is our faith-filled response to a prophetic word to receiving a prophetic word that we get a good sense uh, is from God and this is why testing the word is so important because we have to have a really good idea that what we're acting on and what we're putting our faith into is from God. One of the Bible stories that comes to mind is Noah building the ark so uh, in Genesis 6 God speaks to this guy Noah and he says the world is evil every inclination of the human heart is evil. Um, I've given them uh, chance after chance after chance after chance to, to turn back from their evil ways and to do good, but they just haven't listened to me at all. So I'm gonna start afresh, I'm gonna flood the earth. So build an ark uh, and you and your family go, go onto the ark uh, and take two of every creature um, on that so that you will survive and I'll start a covenant with you, I'll, I'll build a relationship with you and start afresh with your family. So Noah hears this word, he receives this word from God, and what he then has to do is act on it. And this is a very obvious and overt example of him acting on a prayer, because acting on a prophetic word, because he then has to go and build a boat that God asked him to. A story from my own life. A while ago, uh, I was going through uh, a lot of comparison issues uh, around how I lead um, And I was thinking a a lot of my thought was occupied by if only I were were like this person, if only I had this gift, if only I could do this, if only I could do this like them, then I'd be a great leader. I was thinking I just wasn't the kind of person that could lead unless I changed, unless I was like someone else. And it was really... um, a lot of it was quite subconscious, a lot of it was more obvious to me, but it was really destroying my joy um, and it was really making me question whether I actually belonged here, whether I was in the right place or whether I just wasn't really cut out for it. Um, and this this certain week, God really strongly spoke to me through a number of different people um, uh, about this. Uh, and I was with a few friends and we were just worshiping And one of my mates, he just turned to me randomly and said, "Ollie, I think God wants to tell you that you are a leader and that he needs you to step more into that. And it... And God was speaking to me and he was saying, I've made you on purpose. I've made you with the gifts that I was giving you on purpose um, to do something specific. And what you need to do is accept that and step into that. So God had been speaking to me quite strongly and quite clearly about this for about a week. And the action that I needed to take was firstly accepting myself, um, accepting that God had made me in a, in a specific way, in a certain way. Um, and I needed to begin discovering uh, the gifts and, and developing the gifts that he's given me to lead in the way that he had called me to lead. And that was the action I needed to take. Participation is us actively playing our part in fulfilling a word from God. Is there a word you've been given that you've not yet participated in, that you've not yet actioned and therefore you've not yet seen fulfilled? Fourth P is perspective. And this is about seeing the prophetic word from God's viewpoint. Perspective is about seeing the journey um, that you need to go on, from when you receive the word to its fulfillment. And our initial urge might often be, get to the destination as quickly as possible, see the fulfillment of the word as quickly as possible. The faster we can get through the journey, the better but gaining God's perspective will actually help us to see the importance of the journey and not just the destination. God is not that interested in getting you to the destination as quickly as possible. He's interested in our relationship with him, our dependence on him, our obedience to him. He's interested in our character forming. He's interested in us maturing along the way, which a lot of the time, most of the time is established on the journey. There's a tweet that um, Tim uh, shared with me a while ago that, firstly, I find hilarious, um, but secondly, I think there's a lot of deep truth in it. Have we got a picture of it? It says, Break my breaks my heart that pirates spend their whole lives following a map when the real treasure is the friendships they build along the way. Doesn't that bring a tear to your eye? God is concerned with the journey not just the destination. God did not hurry to get the Israelites into the promised land. They spent 40 years in the wilderness. When they knew they were gonna inherit the promised land, when they knew that was their inheritance, they were learning to be led by God. They were learning to be dependent on God as he provided them with manna. They were learning to obey God and learning to disobey God quite frequently. They were learning what it means to be one of his people and to be the nation that God had chosen. God hugely values the journey and he'll take time with the journey because he is more interested in making thorough, deep changes in us that will last than getting us to the destination as quickly as possible. Getting God's perspective helps us to see the value of the journey, not just the destination, the fulfillment of the word. And getting God's perspective and seeing it as a journey uh, actually helps us, helps to assure us that we can get from here to there, um, where we currently are to, to the fulfillment of the dream. So recently I prayed for someone who has an incredible dream um, to, to start a ministry, basically start um, coffee shops in uh, Athens and, and in the Middle East for refugee women to speak and have a safe place um, to go. And she's been uh, making progress with that. And when I prayed for her, what I felt like God was saying is that the road to see this fulfilled is full of many steps, as in the road to see this Uh, ministry set up and established is made up of many small steps and when you have a big dream or a prophetic word spoken over your life it's it's quite easy to think there's no way that i can get there there's no way that God can take me from where I currently am to, to this destination. There's no way he can do a change in me. There's no way I can make it. Um, it's impossible. I've got to become someone completely different to get there. And I think perspective in seeing the journey helps us. Getting God's perspective in seeing the journey really helps us to, to see that it's Um, Sometimes it's made up of a lot of small steps, sometimes some medium steps, sometimes some big leaps of faith, but that it is actually possible. Fifth P is patience. Uh, Linked to perspective. I think perspective leads us to patience. Perspective helps to give us patience. When we appreciate and enjoy the journey as well as the fulfillment of the word, we're able to be patient and not hurry to see the word fulfilled as quickly as possible. And patience will inform our participation. I've never said P as many times as this. Patience will inform our participation because it helps us to take the time with the journey and therefore stops us doing anything that could potentially uh, manipulate or force the fulfillment of this prophetic word before we're ready. In the Bible God uh, promised Abram or, or Abraham, he was Abram at this time, he promised Abram that he would have a son and that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of the sky. Uh, Abraham and Sarah who later became Sarah uh, were very old and although it does say Abraham believed the word he believed what God had said was true um, in in a moment of frustration in a moment of impatience and in a moment of doubt Sarah told Abraham to go and sleep with Hagar to get pregnant to see the fulfillment of this word Hagar had uh, uh, Ishmael And it it wasn't, it was manipulating the word that God had given them. Eventually, um, Sarah and Abraham did have Isaac from whom uh, Israel was born. Um, But they manipulated the word. And when we have received the word from God, it can be frustrating when we don't see it fulfilled as soon as we want but perspective that a journey is a crucial time will help us to be patient with the process and therefore not try to manipulate and and not try to manipulate the fulfillment of a word and I think there's there's obviously a difference between the right sort of participation and action and manipulation and I think uh, it's not black and white I think it is a gray area um, but i think the root of manipulation will be frustration is what you're about to do to see this prophetic word fulfilled coming from a place of frustration if it is uh, it will be more likely that you're manipulating it you're manipulating the fulfillment of this word um, when participation when your action to see a word fulfilled comes from a place of peace and not from a place of frustration, then I think that's the right sort of participation, that's the right sort of action to take to fulfill the word. Final P, perseverance. Thank you for persevering. Uh, Similar to patience, this is our final P, perseverance. And sometimes, and probably often, The road to seeing a prophetic word fulfilled is marked with trial and suffering and therefore perseverance. James 1 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Romans 5 says uh, something quite similar Um, perseverance through trials leads to maturity and um, I don't want to be insensitive now because actually when you're given that word when you're in the middle of a trial you probably don't appreciate it as much Um, and I think but I think it's a truth of the Bible and who you know most of us, if not all of us, will have been through some sort of trial and suffering. And you can really look back on it. And often um, you think, actually, I wouldn't have changed that because of what it did in me, because actually perseverance does lead to, it strengthens us, it matures us, it grows us, it helps us build our faith and dependence on God and love for God and community. I think the, the Bible, it, I mean, it's, it's clear from James, perseverance through trial leads to maturity. And again, this is the importance of the journey as well as the destination as we go through it and especially as we go through trial and we persevere. God is able to work in us in a unique way, which will bring about um, deep and, and uh, lasting change of maturity and growth. At the start of this year, we looked at uh, the story of Joseph in our sights who after being given uh, two dreams by God, uh, immediately um, goes through horrible situation after horrible situation where he tells his brothers, his brothers then, his own family, sell him into slavery. Um, he, he goes to Egypt, he's in Potiphar's house, accused of trying to sleep with Potiphar's wife, gets thrown in prison. So he goes through 13 years of this stuff. Um, but instead of letting that squash him, instead of just giving up on God, Um, He perseveres. He continues to remain faithful. He serves people in whatever capacity he's given, whoever's around him. He's patient and he perseveres, and eventually, the dream he has becomes a reality it actually happens but only because he didn't give up when the trials came but actually he let them transform him into the sort of person that could handle the authority that could handle the responsibility that he was given when he saw the prophetic word fulfilled like perspective and patience perseverance through trials and journey can transform us it brings deeper Levels of maturity and intimacy with God and helps us to become the person, the people we need to see the prophetic word fulfilled. So, those are the six P's of how we respond to a prophetic word proof, prayer, participation, perspective, patience, and perseverance. And um, I hope you found it helpful. I found it quite a helpful guideline and I've found um, actually as I've gone through it, it's really helped me to, to, to dig up and blow the dust off of this um, and look into it and really think about and pray into the words that maybe I've forgotten, that, that I've overlooked, um, that have just kind of slipped into the back of my head that I haven't actually done anything about. And I think uh, what I'd love to do now, uh, if the band could come up, that'd be great. What I'd love to do now uh, is just give you guys some time um, to pray and uh, give God space to perhaps remind you of a prophetic word that um, you've given or something that he spoke over you which you may have forgotten for whatever reason but that he still wants to see fulfilled, that is still uh, alive um, and that he really, yeah, that he wants to see fulfilled. So I'd love to just take a few minutes now. Um, take some quiet. Um, allow God to speak to so you. You don't have to sit here. Um, you can get up and move or, or go and sit somewhere else if you'd like to. Um, just allow God to speak to you and remind you perhaps of a prophetic word that he might have given you, which you haven't seen come to fulfil yet or which you've forgotten about. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.